to Vibrant Life, episode 43. My name is Jessica Parker. I'm a holistic health coach with a master's in health psychology and a fitness instructor. Today is June 4th, 2022, and we are talking about common mistakes having to do with keto. So the first thing I would say has to do with veggies and how people sometimes freak out about vegetables being maybe not keto. And A, there's a difference between like a green leafy non-starchy versus a really starchy veggie like a carrot, which I don't like. So <laughs> that's my excuse, not eating them. They're too starchy. We need these green leafies, especially as women. They help support our liver and natural detox and our livers are in charge of metabolizing through our hormones and high estrogen and i don't mean like you have too much estrogen i mean higher than your progesterone so even if both of those hormones are low if your estrogen is higher than your progesterone you are going to experience estrogen dominance which can um, express as belly fat and a hard time sleeping and mood issues and on and on so we want to make sure that those are balanced and it's a real issue in our culture because of the toxins and estrogenic substances soy and plastics raise estrogen all sorts of things and so um, by eating green leafy vegetables and cruciferous veggies like broccoli and cauliflower and kale it, they really help your body like process through the excess estrogen and so we want to keep those in our diet we want to be having like i would say a couple of cups of fresh veggies non-starchy so that means like a big salad every day so those are not our enemy in fact if you are tracking your carbs and you're using something like carb manager it will subtract the fiber and that's when i'm a fan of doing that because the fiber from those non-starchy veggies is really going to help stabilize your blood sugar so eat your veggies, get off of the whole, this is keto or this is not keto, like those kind of rules, because they really kind of don't make sense often. In fact, I will sometimes say, use some dates as a sweetener in a certain recipe or have a little bit of squash or something like that, that some people might say, uh, no, that's not keto. But if you're just having a little bit or it's just a tiny part of your day and it's not spiking your blood sugar, totally fits into the program. So you have to kind of reframe and stay off of those like certain keto rules. I just, I'm not a fan. So the next thing, um, big mistake, which I definitely personally fall into a lot. In fact, I recently did is just having too many like keto snacks or treats. So just because it says keto or just because, you know, well, I can make certain things with almond flour and then I'm staying on my keto protocol doesn't mean that that's actually what's happening. So if you're, you know, making all these things and having them throughout the day and not tracking, you can go way above and beyond your carbs and you, you can be spiking your blood sugar and your insulin and not even realizing it. And another thing that I notice is that when I get kind of outside of that in terms of like, I've had too many of those things, then I get those cravings back that I don't normally have when I'm really more strict keto. When I'm more strict keto, it kind of like, kind of contradicts itself in your brain, but really when you're, I'm more strict keto and in general, this is how it works, then you're balancing your hunger hormones, which are leptin and ghrelin. You're not going to be feeling all those cravings. So although it might sound like, oh, strict keto, that's so hard. You don't feel like that. You feel like that more when you're not allowing yourself to really let go of some of that stuff that keeps you in that like struggle cycle. So the treats and the snacks. And sometimes, honestly, if you look at um, 
a box and it says keto friendly or whatever, and then you look at the label with the nutrition, it's totally not keto friendly. Like it has way too many carbs maybe that I'm even willing to put in my body. So pay attention to the ingredients, pay attention to the nutrition label. The next thing is not doing keto right for your body. And I would say this about any protocol, just basically not doing what's right for your body and taking, you know, whatever, oh, well, this is how, you know, how many calories or how many macros or blah, 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 without taking into consideration maybe the types of food that your body is sensitive to. Or, you know, gluten is something that I honestly recommend everybody stay away from, especially in the US because of the Roundup, which is glyphosate, which just wrecks your gut. And then we get leaky gut, therefore we get inflammation. And that's a whole nother Dr. Phil's show, but I just stay away from it. It also attacks your thyroid. It looks like uh, thyroid antibodies and basically your body just starts attacking itself. So I stay away from it. I personally don't have any kind of a crazy immediate reaction like some people do, but I stay away from it because long-term I feel better. There are also other things like dairy, for example. Sometimes I hear people say, well, I can't do keto because I can't do dairy. Well, dairy is not a requirement for keto. The other thing though, is that if you are doing keto and you're doing all the dairy and your body doesn't like it, that's a problem. So you need to pay attention to you and decide if it's okay or not. Me specifically, dairy does not bother me like gastrointestinally. I can have it all day long and I'm fine, but I do notice over time if I'm having too much of it throughout the day, um, you know, it's really easy to just like, oh, I'm hungry, I don't want a meal, I just want a snack, have some cheese. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna make a meal and it's gonna involve a lot of cheese. Like it's really easy to just have cheese, cheese, cheese heavy whipping cream in your coffee, and then pretty soon, like dairy is most of your day. When I'm doing that all the time, I do notice my hormones are a little bit different. And once you start really paying attention, because some people tell me, well, what do you mean, listen to your body? But when you really start paying attention, you know, like month to month, if you know what I mean, I'll notice that kind of a difference in my, you know, maybe cramping or bloating or things that I don't normally have. But if I'm doing too much dairy, I start having these symptoms of like PMS that I don't normally have. So that's an example. But beyond that, we all have different sensitivities. Some people can't have nuts. I personally, again, don't have a problem with them, but I notice if I'm doing too many, like, you know, almond flour this, almond flour that, and then I'm hungry, I grab some nuts and a string cheese, whatever. You know, it's really easy to dive for that kind of stuff. Again, I've, I feel like personally, my blood sugar stays up a little too much. So you really have to focus and pay attention. Just because something's quote keto friendly doesn't mean you should be eating it all day, every day. Another thing is um, I'm really shifting from a fat focus to a protein focus. And one thing I see sometimes is people really focus so much on fat and making sure I get you know 75 um, percent of my fat every day and if your goal is to lose weight I encourage you to shift off of that make sure your carbs stay low and that you meet that protein requirement for you which is going to be different for all of us for women um, it should be around 100 grams but again that's very different depending on your size depending on your goals depending on your activity level but around 100 grams and make so make sure the carbs stay low the protein that you get up to that um, level every day and then the fat you just kind of fill in with that don't worry about getting 
out of your whole pie chart for the day, 75% fat. Do not worry about that. That's where I see sometimes people stumble where and get stuck if they're really focused on that. Um, I've talked about this before, but keto, the ketogenic protocol was originally developed for epilepsy. That therapeutic effect with high, high, high fat is for you know people having brain disorders, Parkinson's, things like that. But if you're trying to lose weight, it might not be the best approach. We are all different, but I really see this a lot with women. Plus we need to be focused on protein for our metabolism and our bone health. And protein can be way more satiating than fat. So again, keeping the carbs low, meeting that protein goal, and then filling in with fat, not worrying about keeping it really high. And sometimes people, you know, go and make this huge like bulletproof coffee, keto coffee, putting like coconut oil and MCT and maybe heavy whipping cream and just all this fat and having a coffee in the morning that's just like, you know, I'm not a fan of like really counting calories, but if you're having way too much all in one sitting and then you keep eating after that throughout the day, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> and so, you know, I actually, I think when I started keto, I was doing stuff like that, but a, I wasn't really a fan of it. I didn't really love Bulletproof coffees. Now I just put heavy whipping cream in my coffee. And sometimes I use Primal Creamer, P-R-Y-M-A-L. You have to order it on their website. It's really good. Add some like yummy keto-friendly sweetener or sweetness and flavor to it. Um, but I'll do that in the morning and that's it. So that's a huge difference from a Bulletproof coffee in terms of how much fat and how many calories I'm getting. So, but that's my breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. That is my breakfast. The next thing, which is so important, is taking your electrolytes. Electrolytes are potassium, magnesium, sodium. There are others like calcium, but those are the three that we're really focused on with keto. And when you're going into a ketogenic protocol, your body is flushing out excess water that's attached to the carbohydrate molecules. And so, Along with that, you're flushing out electrolytes in your body and you're going to feel it. And that's why people oftentimes have keto flu. So if you're a step ahead of that and you're taking in your electrolytes every day, then you can actually avoid the keto flu. And sometimes keto flu might just even look like head pressure and head brain fog and a little bit of a headache. Maybe you're feeling a little lethargic, maybe crampy, like muscle cramps. So by making sure you're getting your electrolytes, then you're going to hopefully steer clear of that. We're all very different in terms of how we process electrolytes, exercise burns through them faster, heat, stress, caffeine, alcohol, crap food, which hopefully you're doing keto the right way with whole foods and not like processed junk. So that won't be a problem. But all of those things, even lack of sleep can um, cause you to burn through electrolytes faster or toxicity even. I have mercury toxicity, so I burn through electrolytes faster. I take them, I'm religious about it. Um, so make sure you're on top of that. Oftentimes I'll have somebody who's doing keto and they're you know into it a week or two and oh, I'm feeling crampy or I have this bad headache. And I ask them, are you taking your electrolytes? And no, or I bought them, but they're on the counter. Well, you have to take, that is the one thing in terms of supplements that I say is a requirement for people. I mean, there are things within my programs I talk about, but nothing that you have to have except for electrolytes. Electrolytes are things that everybody has to have, period. Whether you're keto or not, it's something that 
you know, we have a harder time getting from our food nowadays because our soils are so depleted and then our lives are full of stress. So just do it, stay on top of it. Um, I personally use Ultima, which is sweetened with stevia and some natural ingredients instead of all this artificial stuff. Please don't get Gatorade or Powerade. Please, please, please. It'll make me twitch. <laughs> there are so many like junk ingredients in those. And then um, the level of electrolytes you're getting from those things also are very, very low. There are things like Rob Wolf, I think it's called LMNK. Um, LMN, LMK, I don't, I don't know. Rob Wolf, look him up. He's awesome. He's like paleo. He does keto also. Um, but he has a line, but his is more sodium focused. I use Ultima that has, it's a little more potassium focused. And sometimes I'll add pink Himalayan salt into my drink because the Ultima doesn't have as much. So in my programs, we really dive into how much and where to get it, all the things. I do have an eight week program coming up on Monday, June 6th. So it's a Keto for Women program. It is all virtual. Um, you get your own login to the program. So you're gonna get meal guides and all the ins and outs of the things that I'm talking about now. Um, you'll have a ton of recipes, plus how to track, how to test for ketones, what ketones are, all the questions you could have. And then we have our private Facebook group where we do this together. And I'm in there daily, whether it's a live video or I'm just in there with support and guidance and some education having to do with keto. You can ask all your questions in there and it's a great place to be with other women who are on the same journey. You can encourage each other, friendships are formed and then recipes are shared and all the things, so it's awesome. Um, go ahead and go, I'm gonna have the information below so you can go to that link and sign up or find more details um, and you can send me an email, jess at healthwithjess.com if you have any questions or on my social media. Uh, Instagram is that <laughs> underscore vibrant life and Facebook is that vibrant life. And then my website is that vibrant life.com. Have a great evening. Thanks for hanging out with me.